Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how are you doing? Can't complain. What about you? Can't complain. It's a Tuesday night, all, uh, coming right off the heels of NXT 2.0. Uh, as we often joke here, that's uh, the equivalent of toaster time. Although, worth pointing out, no jacket time tonight. So, um, you know, I guess that's kind of a good thing. But That doesn't uh, necessarily mean... It won't be that way around. Ah, you, you are correct. But there's pl- plenty to dig into. Some good, some bad, lots of in-between. Uh, before, before we do, this, I want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. Leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate it. I guess we might as well just dive right in. You know, there there were few really big stories tonight, and the, the one big one was the main event. Dolph Ziggler versus Tommaso Ciampa. In a singles match where the winner would earn a shot at the NXT Championship. Now, these two uh, have been kind of feuding for a couple weeks now. Uh, Ziggler, obviously a, a Raw superstar, coming over to NXT, hoping to get the NXT title. Ciampa, kind of the, the heart and soul of the brand at this point. So kind of a cool, uh, if not generational clash, at least like a clash of two two eras, I guess. Because Ziggler never came through NXT and Ciampa's been there the whole time. So, you know, there's definitely an interesting story there. We saw Champa pinned uh, Robert Roode in a tag team match last night where Ziggler teamed with uh, Roode to face Champa and, and Finn Balor. So, got a little preview there, but uh, this match definitely exceeded my expectations. I think, uh, I well, we know that Champa can put on great matches any given night. We know Ziggler can do that as well. He hasn't he hasn't got to do it a whole lot on Raw these days, so this was a nice reminder that Ziggler is very good in the ring. Uh, so, definitely a very good main event match here. Um, it got some time, which is always good. And in the end, uh, a, 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 an interfering cameraman helped Ziggler win the match. And of course, that cameraman turned out to be Robert Roode. Is Robert Roode come down next to now to join Dolph Ziggler here? Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for these, these cameraman spots. Like, I had a feeling it was Robert Roode when it happened. For a split second, I thought they might try and do something a little off the wall. Who else it might be? I don't, I don't know. But it was Robert Roode. And then Braun Breaker made the save when they proceeded to attack uh Tommaso Ciampa, setting up a tag team match seemingly for next week. DJ saying, damn those dirty dogs. Uh, and Steven Chambers saying, glorious to see our Rudin, Robbie Rudin in NXT. John, what do you think about the main event? Ziggler winning, and at least for tonight, not not really knowing how it's going to move uh, going forward, Rude coming down next to as well. Uh, so I think to nobody's surprise, this was the match of the night. I think that when you give Ziggler a new opponent that's fresh and time, uh, he'll deliver, and he did. So ultimately, Ziggler had to win. Uh, they've been on this feud for a month, basically setting this up. This is going to be a pretty big deal at NXT Stand and Deliver, if that's where they do it. I, I hope so. With the potential to draw people in, because uh, they have officially announced tonight it will be in Dallas, it will have fans, it will be on April second the same day as wrestlemania so we can safely assume this will be a um a, a midday event this will be a matinee as you as you may say so uh, i'm thinking maybe 11 or 12 in the morning local time it'll start which means like probably i'll say 11 local time noon in the east coast probably when it'll start uh it's going to be interesting uh i see the comment from dj says just upset on how the good match was ruined at the end hoping for a clean finish I think this was fine. The finish was fine. I kind of still 
protected both somewhat. Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens. I think we can all safely assume Ziggler is not going to win the title, but it should still be a good match. Absolutely. You know, I, I would be surprised if Ziggler won the title. Um, anything can happen, but, you know, the whole uh, point of 2.0 is, is to build new stars, giving the NXT title to a guy like Dolph Ziggler. Um, probably not the best way to do that, or or not not the kind of representative of that, right? Braun Breaker, very much the the face of NXT 2.0. So I think being a guy like Dolph Ziggler will, will really help him along in that sense. Um, now, Ziggler did mention before he won the match, ultimately, when he, when he was teasing the fact that he would uh, get a title shot, he said, you know, he, he framed it in a way that he, he teased, like, oh, you might not even make it to uh, stand deliver. Like, he kind of at least planned to see that he might get a title shot sooner, although it would make more sense to have that be the marquee match for stand deliver. And, but at the same time, that's, I mean, we know that WrestleMania is now 39 days away. So that would be, yeah, 30, 39 days away for stand deliver. Um, so I'm not sure how exactly they could really draw it out all that much. But, you know, I, I think. That would probably be the right call. Steve Taylor was asking if Sand Delivery will be on Peacock. I believe so. Uh, I, if it's on the Saturday, I, I would assume so. Yeah, um, it should be. Yeah, like like otherwise, it'd be outside of their standard uh, broadcasting slot for NXT on Tuesdays. So I, I would have to assume it would be on Peacock. I don't think they've officially confirmed that yet, but that would seem to be a pretty good guess. Uh, you, you point you point out that you didn't mind the finish, and I would agree that it didn't ruin what was a very good match, necessarily calling it a good match as well. A great match, even. Ziggler always puts on great matches. Um, and yes, yeah, CJ, he has called the show off for a reason. I mean, Dolph Ziggler, when you give him time to go, he's going to put on a very good match. Um, and yeah, it's a good opponent in terms of Dolph Ziggler, but O'Brien pointing out, pro- oh, sorry, he's a, saying it was an, an electric match and Steven saying that, Bron- that Ziggler's a good opponent, but I didn't see anybody beating Braun for a while. I would have to agree. We've talked about this before, but I think both Braun Breaker and Cameron, uh, Hayes, both are kind of slotted in as the champions for the foreseeable future, really until they might want to call those guys up sooner and later, but they, they seem to be pretty locked in right now. Uh, but very, very good main event. This is this, John. I've, I've said it once. I'll say it again. When NXT focuses on the wrestling, still a pretty darn good show. When it doesn't, when it doesn't, that's when we, when we run into trouble. So let's kind of bounce back and forth with some things here. We had a series of vignettes tonight, John, of uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs filming for a dating app. Uh, and for what I, I don't know which one's which, Bro, uh, Brooks Reed and Jensen or whatever, uh, whichever one wanted to get a date, you know, got, that was Jensen. That was Jensen. Okay, sure. Uh, he got duped into thinking that you need to film videos for a dating app. And he just started delivering some really rough lines. Um, and I, I know the point is they're supposed to be bad. Okay. They're supposed to be very, very cringy. The one line stood out among the rest. Uh, was that he said, um, are you a cornfield because I'm stalking you or something like that? I was like, what? And then he goes off. He says something about like, I like men, but then he's like, but not in that way. But then he was like, but there's nothing wrong with that if you do. And I was like, oh boy. Man, just. Tell this line. Oh my gosh. Just like, I don't know what we're doing here, man. Just like all, all of it. Just like I this really turned me off. Then there was the whole like vignette of um, Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade at some adventure park. They're zip lining. Raquel's apparently afraid of heights. They're trying to bond, form a team. 
just cringy stuff, man. It's just like this is like Kyle Riley and Von Wagner in the woods level. It's like weird and uh I I can I can respect trying to go go a little, you know, outside the box, but these are saying that was good. I mean, if you if you like it, more power to you, but boy, just the wrestling, man. One of the one of the folks on the wrestling, it's good. And then like I'm not saying it has to be all wrestling all the time, but like with NXT 2.0. You know, the stuff we've seen outside of really good matches, outside of some of the characters that are working. Not so good. Not so good. But, boy. And then, you know, if you factor some of the other characters, you know, we got one vignette of, of Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. Wendy Chu was trying to sleep backstage. And she said something like, oh, I, I can never sleep here. It's like, dude, <laughs> you're at the arena. You're not supposed to be sleeping. I know that's her gimmick, but, like, it's inherently just, like, nonsensical it's like there's that and then there's uh brian, brian saying there's, there's too many romance angles we had um uh persia project backstage and she they've been doing this kind of slow burn romance with duke hudson and duke just grabs her and like pulls her in for this this really like intense kiss indy hartwell shows up and she's like oh that's gross and then uh Duke says, you know, oh, gross, like we used to do it all the time. And she said that was a while ago. And then Duke said, it doesn't have to be uh, th that, like, ancient history. And the camera pans over to Dexter Loomis, and Dexter hangs his head. And he just walks away so heartbroken. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, I tweet about it, and Herman Herman's saying, poor Dexter. The day they, they take Index away from me, John's pumping his fist, but the day they take Index away from me, man, that this is one of the last very few things that I actually enjoy about XT these days. Ah, the day that goes, man, it's gonna be a dark day. I know you're you're happy about it, John, so you can share your thoughts on it, but uh, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about it. I think that um it's much needed and interesting and you know, originally how we talked about that uh, Dexter was going to pull the axe out on Indy. Well, now <laughs> now he might pull the axe out on Hudson. So as long as we get the axe uh, or, or, or that whatever you want to call it, uh, I would be happy. I think this is interesting. This has the potential to be that uh, Jerry Springer type thing you get where there's all this drama and Persia's in this and that. Then Persia walked away and then... Duke was there, and then Indy was there, but then Persia might think, well, did Indy do something? And Dex was thinking, did Indy do something? And it's going to be pretty uh, wild. So, uh, I no, DJ, there's no, no toaster here because that's good. That's good. That's good news right there. We need that to happen. We agree to disagree on that one, but I fully expect that this um, blooming conflict or 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 you know the storyline will definitely lead to persia and indy losing their match in the women's dusty roads tag team classic uh looking at the brackets here they'll be facing oh of course wendy chu and dakota kai so uh it looks like a pretty safe bet that wendy and dakota will be advancing into the i think the semifinals there um boy i mean i, I kind of like the idea of that mixed tag team match i like i'm okay i'm okay with the idea of like playing with it a little bit going with some kind of you know as you said maybe some some uh uncertainty of like oh you know is there anything with, with indian duke or or whatever it might be and then if, if we can somehow still get to a happy ending anyway i realize nothing lasts forever but like i'm not ready to say goodbye to index yet so you know i'm okay like, like i said if they kind of 
try and complicate it a little bit, kind of like tease it a little bit, but not yet, man, not yet. But I, 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 I just brought up the women's industrial tag team classic. We saw the first two uh, quarterfinal matches tonight. Looking at the bracket right now, the first one was Eos Giant Kaylee Ray versus Lash Legend and Amari Miller. Uh, pretty easy to p- predict here. Uh, you had two former champions here with Eo and Kaylee Ray. Right before this match uh, started, I, I forgot exactly who was in, in the tournament. So then I looked. I don't love the choices in the bracket. So once Eo and Kaylee Ray came out, I was like, "All right, I'll I'll root for them because at least they're former champions." And and I and I I, I like Eo. I always have, and and Kaylee Ray is pretty darn good. So uh, and exactly, Stephen saying that they are the favorites to win here. Um, I would agree. I think there are some other realistic options. Not sure she likes these two together. Not a whole, not not a very long or all that competitive match. It was a pretty decisive win for Kelly Ray and Io Shirai. Uh, any thoughts on this match and or uh, the team, I should say, of Kelly Ray and Io Shirai, John? Hmm, not really. I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of just thrown together last minute, so it's it's not really anything that interesting, but. I'm willing to see how far it goes. I mean, we've seen teams that aren't really getting along win before, so. Could happen, yeah. Uh, but one team that is getting along pretty darn well is Casey Casey Zero and Caden Carter. They are one of the very few tag teams uh, in the bracket here. They've been in a team for quite a while. Brian's saying he's uh, they're his pick to win They as, because they're a, a true team. I would agree. Now, they won their first round tag team match here against uh, Ivy Nile of Diamond Mine and Tatum Paxley. So we haven't seen a whole lot. I guess she was kind of a, a Diamond Mine member by proxy or, or they're kind of recruiting her a little bit. Uh, Caden and Casey both were pretty darn good. As I said, they, they are a tag team. So you would, you would hope they would have good chemistry and they do. They have experience as a team there. So that definitely worked in their favor. Ivan Isle and Tata Paxley, not so much. And then after the match, Ivy was upset they lost. So she attacked uh, Paxley to kind of make it clear that she may not be in a diamine after all. Uh, but moving forward here, Nesh is saying that Casey and Caden are her picks and she wants them to be the champions. Um, so at this point, we do we already know that Eos Rai, Kaylee Ray advanced, uh, Caden Carter and Casey Canzaro advanced. On the other side, you've got Indian Persia versus Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. And lastly, I mentioned a couple minutes ago, Core Jade and Raquel Gonzalez versus the upstart team of Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Feroz. Feroz. Uh, based on those uh, that, that bracket and what we've already seen at the beginning here, John, uh, now that we know the bracket and we've seen it begin, who would be your either your well, maybe both your, your realistic pick and maybe who you're rooting for at this point, if, the, if those are different answers? Uh, for the for the women's dusty cup right mm-hmm. uh i would probably have to say uh indy and and persia are probably going to win really? that's who i think who i want i mean i don't i, I honestly don't really mind or care so <laughs> i'll just say uh that's where i would go what about you um, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be, uh, Indy and Persia. They're already kind of playing the seed for some, if not, a, if not a breakup, at least some tension that could very well cost them their matches. We were talking about a minute ago and the fact they just challenged for the tag titles at, uh, what, I think that was vengeance day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was vengeance day. Uh, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to have them turn right around and get another title shot. Not to say that couldn't happen. But I don't think that would be all that interesting. I think it'd be better to give uh, another team a shot. And for me at this point, especially, um, definitely the, the three strong favorites to me have to be 
uh, Io and Kaylee or Caden Casey, or, or on the other hand, Cora Jade and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Um, DJ sees Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai as the wild card, like we saw with Idris Nafe and Malik Blade. I think that's fair. I mean, Wendy Chu is literally sleeping half the time. Dakota Kai, they had a segment tonight. She didn't even know they were in the bracket. Uh, so there is kind of a dynamic of lovable losers or, or underdogs there, I guess. Um, but a fun little tidbit from Michael here saying Eos never won the won the tournament to begin with. So having her and Kaylee Ray potentially beat Raquel and Cora in the finals, they are are on opposite sides. So that could very well happen. Makes sense to me. I think that's that's a pretty good pick for the finals. Um, I don't see any, any real like inherent problem with it. That I think that could happen because both teams are the favorites. I would say, or at least two of them. But overall, I think it's going to be a good tournament. I like I said, I don't, I don't really love any of the the teams like more than the other i'm not trying to say i don't care but like you know at least in, in the men's tournament i had some you know some rooting interest in here i'm like i mean a lot of talented people here but not a, not exactly a, a, a quote-unquote fan of, of any team so um like i said my picks probably realistically would probably be casing uh caden and casey uh while acknowledging that they have a couple teams i could easily see winning at this point but uh, that will likely continue. They didn't officially, I think, announce for next week, but this was just the first night of multiple rounds for the multiple nights for the tournament. So we'll see how it unfolds. Something we will see next week, John, will be Carmelo Hayes defending the North American title against Pete Dunn. Uh, this was briefly set up last week. I guess Pete Dunn confronted Hayes after his, or either before or after his match. I don't exactly remember, but uh, playing seeds for that match. And then Dunn confronted Carmelo Hayes tonight. And Carmelo certainly called the Pete Dunn kid, which I thought was pretty funny because uh, Pete Dunn's been there much longer than Carmelo has. And that's obviously the point. But setting up a match there uh, briefly, uh, Cameron Grimes got involved, and I thought there might be setting up a triple threat match. It's possible. We do know that Carmelo Hayes just defeated Cameron Grimes last week. So uh, at the very least, next week we'll see a singles match. As we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, Carmelo Hayes to me definitely seems locked in as a champion here for a while. But just like the, the Ziggler match, I think this will be a very good match uh, that will likely be the main event next week. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, who would be your favorite, though? Like, who would you think should get the win? I mean, I would say until they want to bring Kamal Hayes to the main roster, I don't see him losing the title. Um, even, like, I don't, I don't even know if they're ever going to do Braun Breaker versus Kamal Hayes for the NXT title. Yeah, I just think they might be kind of held apart and one of them's going to get called up eventually. So especially on, on like a pretty brief build like this, I would assume uh, Kamal Hayes would be a pretty strong favorite. Uh, Steven Chambers saying that he uh, predicts that he's going to retain the title next week, and I would agree. Um, I like the idea of, of a triple threat match. If they can draw it out, maybe to do that for Stand Deliver. But that that is, again, several weeks away, so I'm not sure how that gets stretched out that much. But um, I tweeted about this during the show, and I'm sure we've talked about it before. Kamal Hayes has all the tools he needs to succeed on the main roster. He's very good in the ring. He's got very good charisma. He can talk. He's got a good look. Um, and I, I tweeted about it during the show tonight. I said, like, oh, if WWE plays the cards right, he, he could be a big star on the main roster. And I got a response that said, like, you could say that about anybody, uh, any any big star on NXT over the past couple of years. And unfortunately, it doesn't always pan out. But um he has a very strong foundation like as i said i really think he has the skills and i'm sure we're going to see that next week he's going to put on a show stealing match with feet done i think that's going to be very very good but uh what definitely one of those matches where i don't think the outcome is all very really any question 
whatsoever. Not as a knock on Pete Dunn, but again, I just feel very confident that it's uh, it's Kamala Hayes' time right now. Yeah, um, I would agree. Someone else's whose time it was tonight was Grayson Waller picking up a win over LA Knight. This match opened the show after uh, a brief promo with Brown Breaker and Dolph Ziggler. This was a very good match as well. I got some time, but John, these two guys, other than a couple like gaps here and there, they've been feuding since October. It is now February. It's you know, time. and I know you said you wanted this to end, but I'm thinking that there's likely a rematch at NXT Sand Deliver with some kind of stipulation to really put this thing to rest. Uh, it was a messy ending tonight, really. It was. The timing seemed really off. Uh, there was some awkward, like, roll-ups and awkward moments, and I just thought the end was a little off. Uh, and I saw you, I mentioned, you know, this needs to be it, but I don't think it's quite it yet. I can't disagree. Uh, Sangha helped Waller win the match. You mentioned the kind of a sloppy ending. Uh, he helped Waller like counter move Melee Knight, and then he wound up pinning Knight uh, and holding holding onto the tights. Uh, and then Knight like kind of evaded Sangha after the match, and then beat up uh, Grayson Waller after the match to kind of set that up. Uh, the fact that yeah, it, it, it does feel like there's going to be more here. Dragging out all the way to San Deliver, like that's another month and a half like again 39 days like man um if they could find a way to keep it interesting all right but by and large like especially when you you again no uh, night went away for a couple weeks they got roped into the the war games match so it's not like they've been directly one-on-one feeding the whole time but it's it's been going on for quite some time now uh, DJ agreeing with you, John, about the stipulation there. Maybe something like a loser leaves NXT kind of thing. We ha- we have seen LA Knight in some dark matches here, so uh, on the main roster. So that's possible. Um, I can't really s- speak to that. Being... You know, you know what's interesting about all of this too is let's not forget the last time that we did see Johnny Gargano, Grayson Waller was a um, major participant in that. So, theoretically speaking, if Gargano wanted to come back, they could pick pick up from there if they wanted to, where maybe he screws over Waller or they, you know. It's possible. You know, at uh, this point, Johnny Gargano is still a free agent. His, his, his baby was born, so I'm sure he will continue to kind of focus on that for the time being. And then beyond that, who's to say? Uh, but DJ Green, uh, at least from a storyline perspective, that Gargano needs revenge. I would agree. Um, but you know, if if that if that does happen, I think it will probably wouldn't be for a while. Um, and on, so I don't know if it would overlap with this. Like I, I, even 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 if they drag it out to stand and deliver, um, you know, I, I feel like for now, like he's going to be focusing on that as he should. Um, but uh, overall here for the, uh, for this feud, I would definitely agree with Brian ever. LA Knight is too good for NXT. Like I, I, he's definitely one of those guys. I'm very surprised that he's been on NXT this long. Um, because I think he looks like a million bucks. He's great in the ring. He can talk as good, if not better than most people on that one at this point. So again, just like, uh, Kamala Hayes in a lot of ways, got all the tools and, you know, for whatever reason, just they haven't uh, really called him up again. But he's been on some dark matches. I think he may have been even been on a main event before, but not not an actual call up. So maybe maybe after WrestleMania, who's to say? But speaking of people who need a push, um, t- in terms of LA Knight maybe going up to main roster, DJ saying Dante Chen needs to push. Dante Chen faced uh, Duke Hudson tonight. This was the continuation of uh, 
you know, a, a mini feud we've, we've seen for a couple weeks now. Uh, Hudson's attacked Chen a couple times here and there. They've you know, tried to build up some here a little bit. And then Duke Hudson won. So, you know, the good guy did not get, did not get revenge here in this case. Um, I thought it was fine. Like, it wasn't a, a, a match to really write home about. And it really, it, it only really, to me, set up the Duke Hudson uh, Persia Pro thing later in the show. Uh, it, I don't, I don't even know if Dante's Dante's gonna get a rematch because Hudson won, and and there's not really a reason to do it again. So, um, I, what have you thought about Dante Chen so far? You know, he's one of those guys that, that's been kind of featured here and there. But um, any, any kind of impression on made on you so far? Uh, I don't really think he's impressed that much. Really, I mean, he's been treated as a higher priority than he's been. You know coming across that so they want him to be a big deal but it's just hard for me to really look at him that way uh he cut uh, chen cut a good promo beforehand but i mean it's quite obvious he's not comfortable on the microphone yet he's still trying to get get to that point uh you know like everybody in nxt it's a work in progress uh, that's why they're there to get better and stuff like that uh this is crazy to say that we're down even another notch now but i feel like you know he could be a guy that might be good for like nxt level up and that's like basically we might as well call it like NXT dark. That's really what it is. I mean, yeah. except, you know, it, it truly is like green, like basically like their first time in front of an actual crowd. That's the point of doing it, like not just in the back where there's no crowd. Like this is their first chance to get comfortable in front of people and talking and things like that. So uh, I think he would be more suited for that, at least at this point. On the on the flip side, you know, we've got a couple of comments uh, speaking highly of Duke Hudson. DJ saying Duke has the deadly razor's edge. That was the finisher he used in this match. I thought it looked pretty cool as well. And in a more general sense, even saying that Duke Hudson is improving uh, from what we, we saw previously. I think I would agree. And I, I think if they do this kind of storyline with potentially inde Index and uh, Persia getting in the mix there as well, I think that could be a good chance for him to really showcase that. So um i think that'd be a good spot for him so uh and brian also agreeing that chen might need a little, little more time here but really you, you mentioned xc level up xc 2.0 in itself like both shows really are just meant to as you as you said maybe in, in different at different levels really kind of meant to develop and and, and groom and, and help people grow and level, level up is definitely meant for the as you said the, the notch below 2.0 but there's definitely some overlap in a general sense but on the flip side uh, but with this thought that Dante Chen needs more time, but DJ saying Chen's way better than Nikita Lyons. Nikita Lyons made her debut tonight. They've been hyping it up for a couple weeks now with a couple of vignettes. Now, this confused me a little bit because we've seen a couple of vignettes here, and and like in one of them, she was just like laid back DJ character, kind of. And then she and I in real life, at least we know she's a, she's a nunchuck master. And then she comes out in this like fighter gear, she's wearing like a what looked like a shield vest almost and it's just it looks like a pretty badass like intense fighter and that was kind of how she came across in the ring so i, I definitely have the sense that they don't really know what they want her to be yet and it, it's her debut so that's fair but not exactly uh, the best uh not, not not the best sign for a debut like uh, nxc these days is about the character and if you're debuting and at least for me as an individually i'm saying i got the sense that it seems a, a little uh, undecided 
not the best. Uh, I, I saw some people seem to really respond positively to her debut. I saw a lot of people were comparing her to Nia Jax. If Nia Jax um, maybe had a stronger foundation of just like in-ring skill, whereas Nia Jax very much was a powerhouse and like the, this, you know, like you know a giant a lot, booked like a giant in a lot of ways i think that i saw that comparison going around um overall john what do you think about nikita lions here at least again it's only the first night but first impression at least uh i thought that it was good that they had her work longer than just a typical squash match so i think that she was able to take enough damage to show that she isn't she's vulnerable like like you said she's not being booked like a heel monster that can beat everybody to shreds like there was some offense on her she clearly has work to do before she can get to some serious competition but i think she has the look that wwe wants in a female talent if they continue to develop her as a performer both in the ring and on the mic so i thought overall it was a pretty good debut uh and i'm interested to see how they take this going forward once they kind of solidify what they want the character to be yeah, and I, I would agree. I mean, it's, it's a more more favorable comparisons here. DJ saying Nikita reminds him uh, of China, or of course, legendary China, or Nicole Bass. I'm not as familiar with Nicole Bass. I've heard the name before. I, I think it's some more kind of powerhouse or badass. Um, and that's what she's known for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was not a not a bad to be by any means i thought she you know as again i would i would agree once she's maybe a little more established as a character that could be a good way to help her succeed here on nxt but um yeah i do think they need to kind of pick a lane a little bit brian's saying they should have nikita do the the fighter gimmick and the finisher reminded him of melina uh, and I, I would agree there's definitely some similarity there as well um and then it's even saying the Lions pretty much kicked the crap out of her opponent, but it wasn't like it was not a squash match, as you said, John. It was at least a little competitive, and I think that is a good to kind of show a little a little adversity, so you're not just going out there and winning a one minute squash match. That you're at least showing what they can do in, in a little more of a prolonged sense. So I think that's usually a pretty good way to do that. Oh, DJ, thank you for pointing out. Yes, Nicole Bass uh, managed Sable at WrestleMania 15. That's a callback. Uh, yeah, I remember she's... I've, I've heard the name in, uh, referenced in the Attitude Era. I'm uh, just not quite familiar with this, the specifics there. So thank you, DJ, for the historical reference there. Um, something not so historical, more of the modern day here, is Andre Chase, a guy who pops me every single time. We had an Andre Chase University vignette here tonight. And Andre Chase is talking about Von Wagner. And he's talking about intestinal fortitude, John. Intestinal fortitude... And one of the students asked him what that means. And and I quote, it means you've got big balls, Michael. <laughs> I just, oh my gosh. Like Andre Chase, he entertains me very, very much. Like I I he's one of my favorite parts of this show. Um, and it's maybe a little unfortunate he'll be facing Von Wagner. I think they booked I think they announced that for next week, I believe. Uh they set that up. Uh, I just thought this was very, very funny. And then, like, one of the students said, uh, Oh, Vaughn's a big guy. And, and Andre's like, Well, you're a big, and they, they bleeped it out. He just plays the part so well. You, you can tell he's, uh, well, he, it seems like he's having fun with it. I can't speak for him. He seems like he's having fun with it. Uh, and I think he's doing a very good job uh, making the most of it. Even again, even, we've talked about this before. Even if he's a guy that's not going to win a lot of matches, he just plays it so very well. Um, I thought this was great. And then on the flip side, we had Von Wagner with a promo later. Like well, I can't even say Von Wagner. We had, we had Robert Stone with a promo later in the show with with Von Wagner standing next to him. 
Von Wagner said less than five words, John. I still was like, oh, man, this guy. Uh, Robert Robertson was talking, and he was saying, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's Von Wagner's world. And so he said, it's, it's Von Wagner's world. And Von Wagner said, and you're just living in it. I'm just like the delivery. I was like, this the man has a manager. He's saying less than five words. And I still just like, it's not doing it for me, John. It's not doing it for me. And I and as much as I enjoy Andre Chase, I feel very, very confident, unfortunately, that Von Wagner is gonna wipe the floor with him. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be probably a little bit like what you said. Uh, as far as the character growth goes for uh, Andre Chase, it's been interesting to say the least. He's fit the rule well, as you said. It also appears that he's having fun. Uh, I'm not, but that doesn't mean I like it. That doesn't mean I like it any more than I did before. I still think that it's uh, he's turning into a future jobber, essentially, with the character that he is in. It's just it doesn't. There's no. It's not serious. You can't take it serious. Like it's just not going to work yeah um i i would agree you, you you can't take it seriously as like a title contender or anything but i think there is definitely a place for an entertaining character um that's you know you know that, that's funny that that, that has good he has a segment and i and i feel good about it whereas the some of the the, the dating vignettes we saw tonight or the the raquel and, and cora thing um really just kind of turned me off of the show whereas Andre Chase, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, I like this comparison with Stephen Chambers saying Andre reminds him of Chris Nowinski, famous Harvard graduate. I believe that's the same Chris Nowinski uh, after his WWE career uh, really became known for concussion studies and research. So definitely um, uh, props to him for doing that because I think he's one, one of he was one of the guys really kind of at the forefront of that. Um, but no, definitely a good comparison, at least for the gimmick there, because he had a very similar gimmick in, a, in some ways when he was in WWE a long time ago. But uh, Brian saying Von Wagner having a mouthpiece is working. I mean, it's working in the sense that he's not talking for himself. So when he has promos, it's it's not as bad as it was, because I think his previous promos were pretty much universally panned. Whereas again, now he's saying less than five words, so that's an improvement for now. Uh, hopefully, ideally, if for either, I think for him to be really successful, he'll have to speak on his own eventually. But um, I, I guess it's a it's that's a step in the right direction in the short term. Um, are you liking the compare the 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 combination? I should say of of Robert Stone and Von Wagner for baseball scene so far, John. It's all right. Nothing special. I think it's just an or another ordinary pairing from somebody that can't talk and has no character with somebody that does have those attributes. So maybe in in the less in the less harsh sense, Diamond Mine takes someone who has a, a great personality who can really speak in a very comp uh, compelling, entertaining way. Uh, you uh, combine him with the Creed brothers. Uh, two guys that can definitely go in the ring. We haven't really seen what they can do um, as characters as, as uh, in, a, in a promo sense, but we definitely saw them come out tonight to celebrate winning the Dust Roads Tag Team Classic. Then you can talk about that last week, but yes, they did win the Dust Roads Tag Team Classic, so they will face Imperium, and they kind of they set the stage that tonight with Malcolm talking about Imperium, talking about uh, the Creed Brothers and their, their athletic background. DJ's asking, do we see Imperium being in a six-man tag against a Solos Koa and the Creed Brothers? Well, Solos Koa attacked Gunther, or, or Gunther, I should say, former 
going on as well to here tonight. Uh, and they, they'll be facing in, in a singles match next week. Could we see a, a six man beyond that? Maybe. I think that would make sense. That's kind of the thing they usually like to do to 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 draw these things out. Uh, and he also mentions potentially having Sol Sokoa joining the Diamond Mine. Maybe uh, he kind of shot it down tonight where Malcolm Bivens tried to kind of give him a high five and like establish a little bit of a bond there. And he just left him hanging and walked away saying, I didn't do it for you. I did it for me. Um, at the very least, I think it could be like a, a loose alliance of like, yeah, you know, the common enemy of, of Imperium there. Um, John, thoughts on the on Solis stepping up to Walter and the fact that we're going to see that next week? Uh, I'm excited to see where they take this whole thing moving forward with Gunther. Um, I think that uh, he has the potential to continue being a dominant force in NXT. And for him to look weak, it has to be people teaming up and forming a stable. So what they've been doing, I don't think Soko is going to join them, but he maybe just temporarily aligns himself with them to kind of get rid of Gunther and Imperium. Uh, however, I'm not convinced that we're going to see a title change anytime soon. But uh, you never know. The tag champions for Imperium. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, that was a question that, that Steven asked as well here. He, in, he seems like he's agreeing that Imperium would, would retain in, in a match uh, between the two. When that will happen, I don't know. Uh, as we were talk, just talking about, I think they might do this kind of solo and Creed Brothers versus Imperium thing for now. Um, again, Sandover is a couple weeks away. I'm not sure if they can draw it out all that much, but maybe, you know, they, they, they can. Uh, they cannot say that'll be good, but they can, you know, draw it out, do a couple of rematches or whatever um it's possible but uh definitely getting getting some you know, some some positive comments about this match here or you know this confrontation Nesha thinks she loves so the fact that solo laid out walter or or gunther tonight uh, i would agree nesha he's not gunther he he will always be walters to me as well um but the match next week it will be solo versus gunther uh solo saying that it's, it's going to be a bar fight Thinking, Stephen, I think I mean that like um, metaphorically. Uh, as far as I know, it's going to be a singles match. But for all we know, maybe it'll start backstage or whatever. Um, I think that'll be good. I mean, the, to me, more than anything, this seemed to suggest that they well, not for the first time. This was another um, example that they are high on solo. It's like you're going to put him in there w with Gunther, win or lose. That that does seem to kind of bode well for him. Um, and kind of likewise here, Nesha saying she's happy to see solo getting this push. Um, yeah, I mean, even if he doesn't beat Walter or Gunter, um, it's, it's a good spot to be in. And I think he'll have a, a good chance to kind of to stand out and have a good performance. So I'm curious to see how that happens. But I would probably think it's going to be some kind of six man thing. Um, but yeah, Bivens, endlessly entertaining. Brian saying that uh, he had the, the best face when, when he was almost manhandled and mauled by uh, Gunter tonight. And he says he's loving Soul versus Gunter here. So uh, one weekend, people seem to be really digging this so far. Something that I'm still not taking, John, is, is the fact that Draco Anthony's character is the fact that he just works out a lot and he's always at the gym. We had uh, a brief, brief uh, vignette here or, or, or segment of, of Harland and Gacy confronting Draco at the gym. There's an altercation. They fight. It's going to be Har Harland versus Draco Anthony next week. I think we got asked this a couple weeks ago. Uh, do you think this could eventually lead to Draco? joining forces with Gacy and we get some kind of like stable of sorts or, or at least trio between the three. Maybe temporarily. I don't see anything long lasting developing though. Yeah. You know, I, I think eventually we'll get there. I don't know if it's going to be Draco Anthony. Um, 
I can't think of anybody specifically on on the roster right now that I could say, oh yeah, they should be with uh, Casey and Harland. I just think I, I feel like we're going to get some kind of Wyatt family like thing there. But yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be Dirk Anthony. I would pretty pretty safely expect to see Harland uh, win pretty decisively there, uh, and maybe maybe not much beyond that. Uh, I should mention, you know, we there were that's that was the majority of the stuff we saw tonight. We got a couple uh, segments with Toxic Attraction. They're sitting in, in the Toxic Lounge during the uh, the Women's Tag Team Classic. And I, I only really bring that up because uh, we we know that uh, Gigi Dolan and Jason Jane are waiting waiting to see um, uh, who who they're going to defend the titles against with, with the Destroyers Tag Team Classic. But right now, it feels like Mandy Rose is kind of left. In a bit of limbo, right? A lot of the the top women's contenders in 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 NXT are in in this tournament. You've got Io Shirai, Dakota uh, Kai, Kaylee Ray, Raquel Gonzalez, even though she's already faced uh, Mandy before. Cora Jade, another one, but still one of the top contenders there. It feels like there's nobody right now that that could really like right now this minute step up step up and feed with Mandy Rose, and I just think that's an interesting spot to be in, you know, unless you have like. EO and, and Kelly Ray lose in the semifinals and then have one of them maybe EO fewer than then. But um, I don't know, John, what do, what do you think about that? Because usually, like, as, as we've been talking about, Sam Deliver is coming. So I feel like we would probably want to start uh, having a good sense of where, where we're going uh, in that sense as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, th- I thought the appearances tonight were great as far as the promos they did and just the way they came across on TV. Uh, you know, just the attitudes they always have, I think, are fit the role perfectly. Now, as far as, like you said, with the future, there's a lot of things they could do. Like, I don't know what they really have in store. Uh, if I mean, if you were the main booker on creative, like, would you kind of draw this out longer because or like you think it's working or would you be like, no, we need to kind of get this over with? It being what, like her not having a contender, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. I mean, in a way, I've been. I've said a couple times here. They do have some time. Sand Lover is a couple weeks away. If they just want to do like a a three week build, you know, if that's fine. They could kind of hold off. Make like a, a best of both. It's like they don't need. To, they could draw it out a little more right now, uh, and then you know, come mid March or so, you know, or. Maybe not quite then, but you know, roughly, roughly thereabouts. Um, whoever is kind of out of the, uh, the the tournament at that point, again, maybe maybe someone like Io Shirai. I think that'd be a pretty good match. Um, but again, we've already seen Raquel Gonzalez. She just defeated Kaylee Ray a couple weeks ago. She's already defeated Cora Jade. Um, those would be probably some of the top contenders at this point. But um, no, I think for now it's fine. It just seemed a little interesting to me that tonight she was very much kind of on the back burner in some ways, and it makes sense that they started the tournament. But definitely felt like a food for thought in some ways. You know, interesting clash personalities here. Brian Everett pointing out maybe someone like Dakota Kai could face Mandy Rose. I think that's interesting. They've hinted at it here and there. I think uh, Dakota has like helped Mandy and, and Toxic Attraction before. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dakota Kai in in the Dusty Cup because she's teamed with Wendy Chu, seemingly a, a, a baby face. You know, people people seem to like her. Um, napping all the time, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so may- maybe that could help to Dakota turn back into uh, a baby face at some point soon. And of course, it's worth mentioning that Dakota, Dakota Kai, who, who's been there for several years now, has never held the title. So 
that that's definitely a story that they could pretty easily tell. Raquel's another option. They could do a rematch at some point, depending on how long Mendy is a champion. So they do have options. Uh, they, there's no storage ways they could go, but at least for now, it does feel like we are going to kind of have to wait and see on that one. But overall, John, all things being equal here, the women's Dust Cup is kicking off, Ciampa and Ziegler, and everything in between. What do you think about NXT tonight on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm uh, going to go with a 6. Six? Still still below average. Uh, not completely interesting to keep my attention the entire time. Uh, but you have to give them some points for trying and bringing in some main roster stars to try to even even things out. Ironically, I, I say to someone that's been very harsh on NXT uh, pretty, pretty regularly, I thought it like... I, I should say my number feels like it should be propped up by the fact I really enjoyed uh, Ziegler and Champa. I enjoyed um, some of the, the directions we got. Again, I, I think uh, Hayes versus Dunn will be really good. And there are some other things I'm looking forward to as well. We um, got a couple sevens here with Steven Chambers with seven, Nesh with seven as well. Three sevens in a row with Brian saying sevens. Well, it was a wild show. I would say a 6.2 or so is fair where like some of the bad stuff that I didn't care for really, really dragged it down for me. But I also feel compelled to, to elevate my score a little bit because I did think it was a very good main event. But Herman Takara Green was a, a six as well. And DJ saying a 7.5 dog. So a bit of a mixed bag overall here. I do want to mention DJ mentioning. Yeah, we I don't think uh, we talked about it last night. So the news broke fairly late, but Drake Maverick. Back in WWE, meanwhile, 7.12 from Kevin Taylor for NXT. But Drake Maverick, back in NXT, a guy that's been released twice here. And I bring him up because he was on NXT uh, last last year? or twenty. No, I think that was 2020. Uh, time flies, man. Uh, he was on NXT for a while, got caught up to Raw, uh, had a good run as, in the 24-7 title scene. Then he got released. Again, got released in 2020, got brought back, and then released again in, in November, but brought back again, this time as a member of the Raw creative team. Uh, yeah, I, they could use him on screen, possibly, but the both a PW Insider and uh, Fightful, Fightful Select reported he was brought back as part of the creative team for Raw. And he all, Drake Maverick confirmed, confirmed today on, on LinkedIn. I believe he said that he's a writer slash producer for Raw, which, you know, he, he could be in some 24-7 segments or, or anything like that. Uh, I don't necessarily see DJ's asking, can we see him going back to NXT? No, I mean, I, I think he would probably stick stick with Raw for the most part, not to say it's impossible. Um, but no, I, I think he'll, he'll probably focus on, on that new role for now. And all I really have to say about it is good for him. You know, he's, he's a guy that's gotten released twice to, to kind of land back with the company yet again. I hope it works out this time. You know, unfortunately, uh, WWE these days, more more budget cuts could always be around the corner. So it really feels like anything could happen. I, I hate I hate to say it. I, I, I don't like saying that, but like um, that is kind of a factor here. So I, I, I hope it works out. I, I hope that uh, because I, I've heard reports that he's very well liked and well, well respected backstage, as he should be. I've heard nothing, nothing but good things about him. So good for him. Glad he's back, uh, back with WWE. And I hope it works out. John, any thoughts about Drake Maverick coming back yet again? Uh, if that's what he wants to do and if that's what makes him happy, then, you know, all the props. Uh, I think that's the the best for everybody. If is if he wants to be there and they want him to be there, then everybody's happy. 
Agreed. Uh, speaking of people who are seem- seemingly happy, AJ Styles or reportedly re-signed WWE. That was another big story today from Fightful Select. Uh, the number they listed, or I don't know if it was them, but I saw at least one number going around that was believed to be $3 million a year. AJ Styles getting that big money, as he should. He is a top star. He is the phenomenal one. He is one of the best in the game. So well-deserved AJ Styles. It's reportedly a multi-year deal. Not quite sure exactly how. I believe I saw when he was last contract, he said it would be his last contract, but now he resigned. So seemingly, seemingly this would, I don't want to say extend his career, but it seems to suggest that he will be wrapping up his career with his contract uh, as a in-ring superstar with WWE. Um, And Brian likewise saying that, uh, he's probably going to retire with the company, but uh, lots of comments. Like, glad to see it. Steven saying he's glad to do thing. Another thing, she's so happy about AJ. And Fightful's report also said that um, AJ has said before that he wants to work in, in a behind-the-scenes capacity once he retires. So this could potentially mean that he's staying with WWE kind of beyond this uh, in-ring phase of his career, possibly. That's a, more of a prediction than anything. But very good news. Big fan of AJ Styles. That's very, very good. Uh, good for him. I hope to see, as we were talking about last night, maybe he'll face Edge WrestleMania to kind of re- ring in that new deal. I'm, I'm sure there there are many worse, many worse ways, and maybe, and I would say a few better ways than to do that. So, uh, but I would, I would also agree with Stephen saying, hopefully, at some point in the not too distant future, AJ will get one more, at least one more title run, and I, I think that is very, very realistic. But we'll have to wait and see what happens with AJ Styles. That's over on the Raw side of things. We're here uh, every Tuesday, whether it's toaster time or not. Here to talk about NXT 2.0. Schedule permitting, we're here to talk about SmackDown on Friday nights, Robert, Robert DeFleece and I. Otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. I envied Not Cardona today, the reigning NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, the reigning Impact Digital Media World Champion. The man does so much. He's all over the place. I, I got to talk to him all about it. That will be going up later this week, so make sure to keep an eye out for that one. John, you're going to SmackDown on Friday. That, that one's in Hershey, correct? Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, sold out crowd. Go. It's going to be sold out. Pretty excited. Nice. There you go. Hopefully that'll be fun. You're going to see Brock Lesnar hyping up his winner-take-all match with uh, with Roman Reigns WrestleMania. So hopefully it'll be that Naomi. Naomi, maybe Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. You know, it's uh, all the all the stories are well, many many of the stories are over on SmackDown. And if you got everyone wishing you well, John, hoping we have fun with Stephen and Brian saying both that that they hope you have a good time. Otherwise, we got a question from Nesha. When the NXT does hit toaster time, John, do, are there pop tarts? This might be this might be a, a, a deal breaker for some people on the NXT side of things here. Uh, it does. It does uh, have pop tarts in it, but I'm not going to say what kind. You have you have to use use your imagination to uh, when, determine what kind. When I was a kid, I had it's burnt toast. <laughs> When I was a kid, I, I had hundreds of, of blueberry Pop-Tarts. I will always like have, have the taste of blueberry Pop-Tarts just like burnt into my memory uh, forever and ever. Uh, the blueberry ones and maybe like some of the... the well, well, oh, there's like... They, they have some weird flavors these days, man. Like, I, I, have, I like some of the classics, but maybe by having Pop-Tarts, we can, we can, there's, a, there's a redeemable aspect to uh, Toaster Time here on NXT. Steven was the shout-out to the strawberry Pop-Tarts as well. I didn't have that one as much, but um, and there's some odd ones. If, if, if you like pop tarts, bring, bring them over for toaster time, folks. Here, Tuesday nights talking about NXT. I don't know how we got here, but there you go, John. 
uh, whether it's Toaster Time or not here on the XC Post Show, whether it's the Raw Show or whatever it might be here at Wrestling, we always come together to do one thing above above all of this. Can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>